the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, a happy Friday to you, America. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Todd Starks Radio Program. Wow. It is... Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, so uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about today, a lot to get through. Of course, today is also Open Line Friday, and so whatever you want to talk about, we're going to talk about today. Uh, we always enjoy uh, the the spontaneity of uh, that particular uh, of that particular day. Uh, our telephone number, if you want to call in, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And I want to start with a a story that uh, does have its roots in uh, Christmas, a bit of a controversy, over in Coronado, California. And if you haven't been to Coronado, beautiful area uh, there, and uh, a lot of military personnel, and uh, you had a lot of the a lot of wives of military uh, people, uh, including military veterans, who uh, wanted to host an event at the Coronado Public Library. And it was an opportunity to read the children Christmas-themed storybooks and patriotic storybooks, which seems to be a pretty uh, a commonplace thing and certainly something you would expect in a patriotic place like Coronado, California. So that's not what happened, though. Uh, Rachel Rays is uh, the founder of a children's group called Tiny Patriot Storytime. And her husband is a senior chief petty officer, and a Navy SEAL. And according to her, the library there in Coronado has repeatedly denied their request to host events. Uh, for example, a, they wanted to do a Veterans Day story hour, and most recently they wanted to do a Christmas time reading by the Tiny Patriot Storytime. Now, um, the library has hosted other events. They hosted a Hanukkah celebration. Um, but they, um, for some reason, the library continues to deny any kind of Christian or patriotic-related events. For example, they tried to organize an Easter reading, and uh, they were denied the uh, Easter reading. They were denied the opportunity to read to the children at Christmas time. Now, the library is coming out, and they're defending their position here. And they're saying that they just don't allow any sort of religious programming in the public library. And they say, well, what about Hanukkah? Well, they say Hanukkah they view as a cultural event rather than a religious event. 
Well, they can't do that because when you say happy holidays, everybody says you have to say happy holidays to uh, include the um, the Hanukkah holiday, right? So it's a holiday. Anyway, and uh, guys, if somebody could grab me some water. Anyway, the library says, hey, look, um, we're, we're standing firm here. Jesus is not welcome in the public library in Coronado. And they say, well, what about? What about Gay Pride Month? Why? Well, they're not commenting on that. But the library is saying that it's okay to read the children sexually explicit books at Gay Pride Month time, so during the month of June. But it's not okay. It's not okay to talk about the birth of Christ. Can't do that. I'm curious to get your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. It seems to me if the public library, which I believe is paid for with tax dollars, is not going to welcome Christians or patriots into their facility, then I say yank the funding. I mean, that seems to me to be a pretty simple thing here. As we uh, look at the controversy surrounding the um, the library's programming. So again, the Coronado Public Library, they say Hanukkah story time is not a religious story time, just as Santa is a cultural, not religious figure. According to the reporting from Fox News, they said it was too dangerous to have veterans read to children without background checks, and yet they allow drag queens into the library without background checks. What's up with that? The library said, we are a government agency, and we do not endorse or allow religious programming. <laughs> this is nuts. By the way, Miss Miss uh, Rachel Rays is also an energy industry executive, so she's highfalutin, and she's not taking this one sitting down. But I'm not surprised to see this because libraries have sort of become ground zero for this radicalization of our kids, right? Um, and we saw this. Uh, I was living in New York City at the time when the Drag Queen Story Hour sort of happened. It first started in San Francisco. And then it moved to New York City, and of course now it's all over America. And the whole point of the drag queen story time is to sexualize your kids. They want little two-year-olds and three-year-olds to frolic about um, in the libraries between the stacks with these grown men dressed in sexual outfits. Now, you can support that. You can oppose that. But that's the reality of it. They want to expose the children to sex at a very, very young age. And they want to confuse the children. Now, this is where it gets interesting because when you hear the children, their first response is, Mommy, Daddy, why is that man wearing a dress? So you see in the innocent minds of the children, they even know right from wrong. And that's the point. They've got to go in and indoctrinate at such a young age. And it used to be high school. And then they realize that's not working out very well. So they drop down to the middle school. They realize that's not working out. So then they went to the grade schools. And now they're going as young as pre-kindergarten to jam this agenda down the throats of boys and girls and families across America. And now we have a situation in Coronado, California, where the drag queens are welcome, but Jesus is not. Do you have a problem with that, America? 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. You know, Kirk Cameron's been traveling all over America with these um, faith-friendly story time hours, and he was even getting kicked out of the library. So here's the question you need to be asking. 
Why is it that these libraries are welcoming in these perverts, but they're not allowing people like Kirk Cameron or your local pastor to come in and read storybooks or Bible stories to little children? Why is that? Why are they allowing the drag queens? And I would love for I would love for a drag queen to call in and explain why are why is it that pastors, why is it that good and decent people like Kirk Cameron are not allowed access to the public library for their story times? It seems to me to be a very simple question. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. In the meantime, you've got this radicalization of the kids happening on Netflix. There's a new cartoon series out. And it features a little tiny child, I guess, what, preschool? And the little tiny child, and we may have had this audio. I don't think we oh, – did we play it? No, we, we. I don't think we played it earlier in the week. But the, the audio uh, features a little child, maybe five or six years old, wearing a dress, a tutu, dancing around for his two gay daddies. That's what constitutes a children's cartoon in America. By the way, there's another um, there's another program called um, uh, Ada Twist Scientist on Netflix, showcasing young kids coming together to celebrate and organize a teacher's gay wedding. Take a listen. Good hustle team. We just might pull this off. Whoa. Oops. Sorry, Sensei Dave. Careful, Rosie. Miss Chen, can we take a quick break? You got it, lovebirds. Bring it in. Are you excited for your big day? I can't wait to kick things off. Thanks for making our special day happen. We can't wait for all our family and friends to visit our favorite place in the world. Can we help with anything else? Well, there is one thing, actually. Could you collect everyone's phones and tablets when they come in? We want to make sure everyone is paying attention. To us. I do. I definitely do. I now pronounce you husband and husband. You may kiss the groom. All right, there you go. It's not Scooby-Doo, I'll tell you that much. But this is the reality now, where even even your cartoons uh, that you think your kids are, are sa- it's safe to watch uh, with the kids, even the cartoons, you can't even let the kids watch the cartoons anymore. There is a radical, or maybe you're a parent and you've got no problem with any of this. Maybe you are a parent and you say, Todd, I, I don't have any problem with the, the school's uh, teaching my kids that they may not have been born that way. I have no problem uh, teaching my kids that it's it's okay to um, for children to organize a, a gay wedding ceremony. Um, maybe you're a parent who says, hey, you know, it's expanding the horizons of my child. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. This Christmas, the new film from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches, absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times best-selling book, the inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world and the 1936 University of Washington College rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin. It'll inspire you folks. This team rowed out of need, the need to eat, and the need to sleep. 
and it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. They don't make movies like this anymore, and it's filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. Joel Edgerton and Callan Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination showcasing America at its best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The Boys in the Boat opens Christmas Day in theaters only. Get tickets now. Boysintheboatmovie.com All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Program. This Going back to Coronado, California, here's what cranks me up. You've got a very patriotic community there, and you're telling me that this public library is, is not going to allow military veterans to come in and read the patriotic storybooks to the kids, and then you're going to turn around and you're going to tell me that Christmas-themed books are, are not allowed, but it's okay if you want to come in and and read about um, a penguin having two daddies or whatever. That's okay. So as long as as long as you're bringing a pro gay agenda into the library, that's okay. But if if you're going to celebrate the reason for the season, you're not allowed to do that. Speaking of that, I have an update on a story we first told you about from from Kansas, where where a um, I'm sorry from Iowa where a a fire department was ordered to remove the nativity scene from the front front of the the firehouse so they've been putting this thing up for years Topeka Iowa is the name of the town and they've been putting this thing up for for years and nobody's ever had a problem with it now all of a sudden uh, you've got people complaining that uh, it's not right to have a nativity scene in front of a fire station and they made them take it down so we got word that a compromise has been reached, and they were they allowed the firefighters to reinstall the nativity scene, provided Santa Claus was allowed to be a part of the uh, of the display. No, I'm not making this up; it's true. So that when you when you drive by the um, you drive by the fire station there, not only will you see the baby Jesus, but you'll also see Santa Claus paying a visit to the manger. So who would have who would have thought? 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. I just find it interesting that every year it's the Christian holidays that uh, get uh, crappethed upon. Right? Uh you don't see any of these atheists going after uh anything to do with the Muslim faith. And they know why. Because the Muslims they don't tolerate that kind of nonsense. Kaboom. I'm just saying they and in years past, this year's a little different, but in years past, um, you wouldn't dare criticize Hanukkah. Now you can because, um, you know, Hamas, everybody's pro Hamas now. So they're they're coming after the Christians and the Jews. But Christians have been under attack in this country for I wow, for decades now, decades. But you don't you don't see any calls for tolerance or diversity, or inclusion with any other holiday except the Christmas holiday. And President Trump is right, by the way. He called out Joe Biden, who claims to be a devout Catholic. I don't think he is. But uh, Joe Biden, whenever he talks about Christmas, 
He never mentions Jesus. Ever. Ever. They just don't do it. Remember, it was Barack Hussein Obama and his wife, Michael Michelle Obama. My apologies. A Freudian slip. And uh, their first Christmas in the White House, uh, this was according to the New York Times, the first Christmas in the White House, there was actually a debate whether or not they should even erect a, a, a nativity scene because the Obamas were very concerned that people might be offended. I don't think that's it. I just think the Obamas have a problem with Jesus. And they didn't want the Christ child anywhere in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's what I think it was all about. It literally took the social secretaries of previous presidents to go and implore the Obamas, do not do this. There will be massive blowback. And they actually listened to these um, to these people, to the social secretaries. Otherwise, uh, the Obamas, their very first Christmas in the White House, and they would have kicked the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph to the curb. That's what the Obamas were going to do. These people do not like our Lord. I'm just telling you, there's something about the Democrat Party They do not like Jesus Christ. I don't see how you can possibly be a Democrat and be a Christian. I just, I never have understood that. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. Steve, listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, Merry Christmas. And secondly, on this fire station deal, Anybody can go on the Internet, including the people that work at that fire station, print out a bunch of information sheets, a one-pager, on uh, the origin of St. Nicholas, who is a saint in the Catholic Church, in the, in the Christian tradition, and put those in the hand of the uh, blow-up or inflatable Santa Claus who's standing there next to the manger scene. So people can come by and take that information and take it with them and process it. Now, you see, that's a clever idea. Steve, I would have loved to have seen, I think it was just they just found the the quickest Santa they could find. I would have loved to have seen one where Santa Claus was actually bowing down at the manger scene. That would have really triggered the atheist. Oh, oh yeah. Or, or how about a real Santa Claus, you know, in shifts, <laughs> handing out the literature? Well, I, yeah, that would that would do it as well. It's Have you noticed, though, Steve, it's always the Christian holidays they're coming after. They give everybody else a pass, but we're op- it's open season on the Christians. Well, always, always, and that's our cross to bear, and we, we know that by reading the book, the good book. And, uh, you know, we just have to, as you always say, and others do too, we have to be happy warriors and, and just thank our Creator for the opportunity to try to do His his bidding and His work the very best we can. I love it. I love it. Steve, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, thanks for the great idea. So Steve says, you know what? If you're going to have to have Santa Claus at the major scene, at least give Santa a purpose for being there. But I would like to have seen uh, Santa bowing down at the major scene. As far as you Christians and uh, you military folks in uh, Coronado, forget what the library says. Show up with your books. Invite the children. What are they going to do? Call the cops on you for reading a Christmas storybook to the kids? If they do, we're going to have your back on that one, folks. But don't back down to these people. If they're going to allow grown men in stiletto heels to frolic on the floor with your kids, then by golly, they're going to be able to make room for uh, for, for somebody coming in and reading a Christmas storybook. I mean, that's just silly. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901 
260-5926. Coming up, Charlie Kirk got a big beef with Fox News Channel. We'll tell you all about that. He is not happy at all. Also, Congressman Tim Burchett says he's got a pretty good idea that a lot of conservative lawmakers on Capitol Hill are being blackmailed. We're going to get into that, too. Our telephone number again, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size mypello for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show, Christmas Eve Eve edition. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be, getting in those uh, final Christmas presents. We celebrate the reason for the season on this radio program, and we don't make any bones about that at all. I hope I, I hope you don't mind, but I don't care if you do mind, because this is what we do here. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. Vic in Washington, North Carolina. Hi, Vic. What's on your mind today? A blessed Christmas wish to you and your family. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm considering contacting my congressman and having the term Happy Holidays replaced with the term Happy Holy Days. Oh, and why is that, Vic? Why do you want to do that? Because that's what Christmas is. It's holy days and a holy day. Well, this is true. It is a holy day, and uh, it is a holiday. A holy holiday. That may be redundant. <laughs> Let's stick with holy days. <laughs> I, li- I like it, Vic. Uh, what do you make of all of these um, these folks coming after the Christian holidays, like Christmas and, and Easter? Their day will come. Oh, that's true. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That's what the good book says. Does it not, Vic? Yes, it does. I'm just sorry for them, and I think we should pray for them because they need to look to the cross and not to the world. That's it. Uh, Vic, appreciate that call. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and we certainly appreciate uh, that uh, that great word. Uh, Let's go to North Carolina. Johnny listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Johnny. What's on your mind? Hey, John. How are you doing? Uh, Merry Christmas to you, and I hope your ankle is healing up wonderfully. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yes, sir. 
Um, I'm going back a couple of days here. Um, you were talking earlier in the week about the anti-Semitic colleges, universities, and their anti-Semitic presidents. Um, I wanted to weigh in on that just to say that absolutely, yes, those universities should be defunded, but mainly defunded by parents who refuse to send their children there, uh, refuse to spend their life savings to send children to a college that is teaching them stuff that you don't want them to, uh, that you want them a part of. That's just silly. You know, that's, that's a, that's a fine point you raised, Johnny. And, you know, if I wonder how much time parents actually spend looking and doing a deep dive into the schools their kids want to go to. I mean, if you're going to go out there and you're going to buy a brand new car, you're going to be doing your homework. You're going to be online. You're going to be going out to the dealer. You're going to be doing a test drive taking it to your mechanic, looking under the hood, I'm, you're going to do your due diligence. And I wonder how many parents actually do that when, when it comes to you know the college your kids are going to go to. And, and the other thing that we need to keep in mind is that we shouldn't be surprised because this has been an insidious thing that's happened for a long, long time. I came across a, um, a quote by Theodore Roosevelt the other day who I'm finding out was way ahead of his time. But the quote is this, to educate a person in mind and not in morals is to educate a menace to society. Is that right on or what? It, it, look, it's a, it's a great thought, and it is a great quote, and I think it does describe, adequately describe, you know, what's happening in our society right now. Uh, we are in a moral freefall, and, and uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Johnny, appreciate that call, and Merry Christmas to you and your family, and North Carolina, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Now, here's what I I find fascinating. Um, Oklahoma, I know we have a lot of listeners in the Sooner State. So your superintendent of schools there, a guy by the name of Ryan Walters, making some national headlines. So this week he laid out a plan because he says it's time for public schools to get back to the basics and reading, and writing, and arithmetic. And he said, it's time that we we make schools, public schools, a friendly place for people of faith. I, I love this. And at the same time, he wants to give the drag queens the heave-ho. Cut number one. We saw the governor last week um, make a historic announcement to take diversity, equity, and inclusion programs out of our higher ed institutions. Um, We applauded that effort, and we are going to move to ensure that the same compliance is held for our K-12 institutions. So we will be eliminating any DEI programs from any of our K-12 institutions. Um, DEI should rightly be called discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. We need to make sure that our schools are focused on getting back to the basics, not focused on resources and programs that divide us. Our kids, every single one, are created in God's own image. He created us as individuals, not as members of groups like oppressed and oppressors. We all have God-given potential, and the role of education is to unlock that potential, not to destroy it at the altar of woke indoctrination. What we will be doing with this this rule is to ensure that we don't have Anything related to diversity, equity, inclusion positions, so that would be the roles themselves, this would be the curriculum, this would be the programs, Um, 
schools and school resources need to be in supporting students and their outcomes, not creating a culture of victimhood. So what we will be doing is ensuring that our districts are focused on student outcomes, focused on students as individuals. And this will do a tremendous job in ensuring that we won't allow the left to use our schools to indoctrinate our kids, but instead our schools will be there to empower our kids. Um, the next uh, rule that I wanted to highlight for the group is one dealing with religious freedom. You all have heard me give several examples of the issues of these out-of-state groups targeting our teachers and then lately targeting even our students that would pray or mention Bible verses in the classroom. The founders enshrined our religious freedom in the Constitution, but frankly, you all know our, our history, religious freedom predates the Constitution. That was so much of why we had so many who came to this great country. What we've got to do is we've got to ensure that our teachers and students are protected. We have a rule in place that will ensure that prayer and Bible verses and any kind of religious expression there can be protected. We have seen that this group intentionally has targeted some of our small rural schools, and they know what they're doing here. They are intentionally targeting schools that they know would have a tough time fighting them in court. So we have stood with those schools and said, we will stand with you for any kind of legal help that you need in fighting back against these left-wing groups. We are going to continue to pass rules and make sure that we're doing all we can to stand for individuals' religious freedom here in the state of Oklahoma. We will protect prayer in our schools. The last rule that I wanted to bring to your attention before we, we move on is the issue that we've seen in, a, in one district in particular, and that is the use of drag queens as administrators and being hired by a district. We are, we are proposing a rule that would update the teacher code of conduct to include sexual activity in public targeted towards kids to be inappropriate for those that work with our youngest students. So what we will be ensuring is that parents will have concerns have been heard and acted upon. I've heard from parents all over the state who are very concerned with the left pushing sexuality on our kids, pushing transgender ideology. And so what we will do is we will ensure that our kids are protected in our schools of not being exposed to sexual material, but instead have adults around them that are going to operate within our kids' best interest. Students should not be exposed to sexually inappropriate material, and we will lead as a state to ensure that every child and every parent in our state knows we're doing all that we can to ensure that will not happen in our schools. All right, there you go. Uh, that was the superintendent of schools in Oklahoma, Ryan Walters. Imagine if we had men like that, women like that, in every school, state school superintendent position in the country, you would have an entire society that knew their pronouns, that wore sensible shoes, and could make proper change for you down at the Walmart. That's what would happen. I'm telling you right now, if you're an employer, you're looking for good workers, good staffers, you're going to want to go to Oklahoma because the boys and girls there, they're going to be getting a good education. Uh, the superintendent, he says it's back to the basics. That's what this is really all about, and I cannot think of a better thing. So good for you, Ryan Walters. Good for you, uh, people of Oklahoma. You are about to lead the rest of the nation in an effort to retake our public schools. And it really is, 
that simple, folks. Get back control of your local schools, and you're going to be able to make a difference in your community, in your state, and ultimately in in the nation. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Our website, by the way, is toddsterns.com for all of our new listeners. We welcome all of you. And uh, as always, all sorts of great free information for you there, including our free podcast, all three hours of the Todd Stearns Radio Show, as well as uh, our awesome newsletter, which you can uh, subscribe to. It comes out every day, and uh, we we don't share your information with anybody. We just want to provide you with good content that you won't find anywhere else. By the way, speaking of good content, I've got to tell you about Newsmax Plus. They are doing some incredible work. Newsmax Plus has the best shows, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greg Kelly, you name it. You're also going to get exclusive coverage of all of Donald Trump's rallies. Fox News won't even do that. But you need to get Newsmax Plus today. More than 180,000 people have already signed up. More than 180,000 people. That's huge. Massive. Uh, the good news is it's free to start. All you have to do is go to NewsmaxPlus.com, and you can sign up for a free trial run. Get NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com, and you'll be able to try it for free today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us. By the way, Hour 3... It's going to be a fun hour. We're going to be doing trivia, Christmas trivia, and a chance for you to win some great, great prizes, great gifts uh, here on the program. In the meantime, let's go to the phone lines, 901-260-5926, Tyrone in Oregon, listening to us on our great affiliate there, KYKN. Hi, Tyrone. What's on your mind? Hi, I was just calling one of my concerns when you were talking about uh Bibles in schools and Christians in schools with this Oklahoma new superintendent. Um, I would like to find out why we don't address the fact that the majority of the child molesters in our in our society, when I say majority, the majority of the group would be from the church. Where is your Where is your information on that? Where are your facts on that, Tyrone? Do you have a study that's been well, done? Absolutely. If you if you go anywhere on there, you'll see. No, no, no. I don't want you to go anywhere. I just want you to tell me what. What? No, hold on, Tyrone. I'm going to let you finish, but you got to let me ask the question here. Um, I was asking for a specific study that said people in the church are the the worst of the child molesters. Where, where can I find that information? Google. No, where in Google? I mean, Google's a big place. 
Yeah, Google. All you Name, gotta do is n- if you want information. No, 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 Tyrone, you're coming onto the program and you're making an allegation. You're making an accusation. So I'm just asking you, where? What is the basis of that of that accusation you're making? Okay. So again, if you go to Google, and if you want to research it yourself, you can. Go no, to I'm Google not. No, you've you you've clearly up. have you reached. Hold on, hold on. Again, Tyrone, have you researched it? Have you researched the information? Yes, I have. Now, can All I right. go back? No, no, you can't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You so you've researched the information, but you don't want to share that research with us. You're not going to allow me to even say anything. So how can I say? I, I'm asking it? you the you question. Were, Where did you get the information from? You were circumventing free speech by not allowing me to continue what I said. All right, no, Tyrone, you don't understand. You don't understand free speech. Let me explain how free speech works. I get to have a radio show, and guess what? You do too. But when you come on my radio show, I have certain rules and regulations. There's nothing about free speech here. I have a right to have a show, and you do too. Okay, so now we understand. He's not going to answer my question. The Catholic Church has had multiple. Uh, convictions for child molestation. Am I correct? I'm sh- yes, that is correct. Okay, so how come we're not ad- addressing that the Catholic Church has had multiple convictions? Because that's not the topic we're talking about right now, Tyrone. That's not the topic. And by the way, that's not what you told my call screener when you wanted to come on this on this radio program today. You said you wanted to talk about a different issue. No, I. Didn't. Why did you lie to my Why did you lie to my call screener, Tyrone? No. Listen, I asked your call screener if he was trying to circumvent freedom of speech by asking the questions. And then I said I disagreed with what you said. So please do not try to change the words in my mouth. Tyrone, you're not, I'm not changing anything. You wanted to come on here and talk about the superintendent and religion in schools, and now you're turning it around and you're attacking people of the Catholic faith. Let's get back to the freedom. No, no, no. Of we're not going. No, we're not going to get back to that. You, you brought this issue up. I, I am still asking you to provide the evidence where you just said that out of all the people groups in America, the worst, the the only place, the number one place that a kid is going to get attacked sexually is in a church. And I asked you to provide me with that information. That is all I'm asking here, Tyrone. It's not a very difficult question. To these kids, you have no no evidence. Where are you getting no, you, you're the one. You said you had the evidence. I'm asking you. I'm giving you a national platform, Tyrone, to share your evidence, and you're not doing a good job of it, Tyrone. Of the people that are molesting kids have been in the Catholic Church. We have seen a huge increase. That's in not what you said. So now you're changing your argument. So now you're changing your argument, Tyrone. You're not doing a good job here. Oklahoma. I'm trying to help you out. Education. Oklahoma. Is number nine, is in the top ten for being the poorest states in America. What does that have so, to do with what does that have to do with what we're talking about right here, Tyrone? Up on your radio show that Oklahoma was going to uh, lead the nation. I, that's right because they're they they're making allow- changes. They're making changes in their school system where they're going to be focused on reading and writing and arithmetic and not all of this other stuff. You know, Tyrone, I I would love since you're going to be doing that research. I'd love for you to research how many school teachers have been arrested for doing inappropriate things with the children. Um, I'll tell you what, Tyrone, we're going to invite you back on, but I want you to do your homework, and next time, come back armed with facts. Don't tell me to Google something. Come armed with facts, and then we can have a we can have a conversation about that. Is Are you okay with that? Stop talking unless somebody else disagrees with you. He's not going to do it. You have to stop freedom of speech. <laughs> 
tell you. What is spreech? This, I don't know what spreech is. Oh, speech. You can't have nobody disagree with you. You're, you're, you've I just spent the past five minutes and one second disagreeing with me. 100 years <laughs> that one Republican president has done right. the recession. Tyrone, we're done with you. I'm sorry. It's, I tried to help you. I really did. And I wish... <laughs> Folks, if you're going to call in and disagree, all right, fine, but you got to come armed with your facts. Tyrone didn't want to do that, so sorry, Tyrone. All right, hang tight. We've got so many people that want to weigh in here. Uh, we're going to get to your calls. Uh, we, we've got to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be going right to the phone lines. Again, it is Open Line Friday, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up in Hour 3, we're going to be talking trivia, an opportunity for you to win some great prizes. Uh, We'll be telling you more about that uh, coming up momentarily. In the meantime, folks, hang tight. Head over to ToddStarns.com. We have some great stories for you to check out there. Again, ToddStarns.com. We'll be right back, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. All right. Well, hello, America. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Big Show. Great to have you with us, and uh, we're going to have a great hour together here. By the way, coming up, Hour 3 is Christmas Trivia. And then, of course, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, you can watch us on Newsmax Television, the Todd Stern Show on TV, coming up on Newsmax a little bit later on today. Uh, Write down our telephone number. You will need this if you want to call into the program today, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I was looking at the calendar for January, February, and March, and it's already looking insane, everybody. Um, we're in the process of planning the the big national book tour, uh, the new book coming out in March, um, but we're kicking things off earlier than that. Uh, I'll be in California uh, speaking at the, the Ronald Reagan uh, Center there uh, at the ranch uh, for our good friends at Young America's Foundation, so we're going to have a lot of fun and uh, we're looking forward to meeting uh, so many of you uh, great folks uh, out there on the uh, the book signing trail a little bit later on in 2024. All right, um, as uh, we speak here, there is breaking news from, uh, from Israel. Uh, we're getting this information that an American citizen who had been held hostage in Gaza, taken hostage by the Hamas terrorist, has now died. We do not have information on how the hostage uh, passed away. Um, the individual, 73 years old, also held Israeli uh, citizenship, but there has been officially right now no condemnation from the White House, none whatsoever, and no response as these terrorists continue to hold American citizens hostage, and it's just unacceptable. Also unacceptable is the rise of, of anti-Semitism 
on many university and college campuses around this this great nation. And it is absolutely sickening, yes, sickening, what's been going on. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, someone who's been writing about this issue and talking about this issue. He is the president of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. Dr. Sweeting, what an honor to have you with us today. Great to be with you, Todd. I'm curious to get your your take on this. Uh, We were talking a few days ago, Franklin Graham was on the show, uh, and he's very concerned about what's happening in our education system, especially in higher education. And he said, quite frankly, we need to be dismantling groups like the Department of Education and getting control back to the the local communities and and the local states. Well, I think think something radical is needed because there is such an ideological monoculture that has set into so many, not all, but so many of our universities, and it's, it, I mean, it's despicable the display of anti-Semitism that we saw by the presidents of these universities when they were testifying before Congress. <clears throat> but underneath all that is the fact that the, the universities have bought into a, a view. It's, in my estimation, it's a, it's a neo-Marxist, cultural Marxism that shows itself in lots of different ways, and it, it's it's not just um, showing itself in anti-Semitism, Todd. It's, it's also very anti-Christian, anti-Judeo-Christian, anti-Western, anti-American, anti-free market, uh, and anti-Israel, because Israel is a part of that. If, if I'm going back in, in, in time here, uh, right after the October 7th attacks, uh, Dr. Sweeting, I seem to recall Colorado Christian being one of the, the first universities to actually speak out um, and to condemn the anti-Semitism and these terrorist attacks in Israel. That's right. We spoke out on October 8th. I mean, it very quickly became apparent to me that this was not, this was not about land. This, this was a, this was an, I mean, it was so brutal and it was so pervasive and so big compared to anything that's happened, uh, a slaughter of, of Jews since the, the Holocaust, that it was, it seemed to be really obvious. And, Look, an attack on Israel is, a, is an attack on it's an attack on the West um, and uh, Colorado Christian University. I mean, we were morally outraged. Uh, we don't speak out on everything. You can't as a president uh, or chancellor, uh, but uh, uh, it was a, a moral outrage. And also, I mean, we have a, Christians. We have a debt to Israel and to the Jews, and so there's a, a deep kinship there as well. It's it's really shocking for me to see the reaction. I, I mean, we all know where the the Ivy League schools are politically and ideologically um but even even then it's just shocking to see them either trying to justify or just ignore these mobs that are marching onto their campuses and and threatening these jewish students here well well it's uh they they have let it in i mean they they have on their on their watch they open the doors to all this kind of thing and and again it's deeper than just um um, the the lack of response by the president and firing a president isn't going to solve it. It goes deep into the faculty and into the captivity of so much of higher education that where it's not what you and I experienced when we went to college. Um, I didn't go to a Christian college. I I went to a secular college that was. I mean, they taught the liberal arts and they taught history and and you know, but they had shifted from God and things that I hold dear. But it, it wasn't a disaster. These days, I mean, all that is um, swept away, and, and now you're getting a much more monolithic um, 
Um, and that's why I call it an ideological monoculture. Um, it, it's a, it's a ascendant Marxism in our universities that shows itself through intersectionality. Uh, it's played out through DEI. Uh, and, uh, it, you see it, you know, applied to in post-colonial theory and you know, queer theory and everything else. And, uh, so students aren't getting a basic education. They're getting an ideological education and it's not worth it. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Dr. Donald Sweeting from Colorado Christian University. Uh, I, I'm curious, uh, you, you had written um, before about about these protests exposing what you called a massive failure at the heart of American higher education. What do you mean by what is that massive failure? Well, uh, you know, the motto of Harvard is truth, and the original motto, motto was truth for Christ and his church. And universities are supposed to be about pursuing the truth and free inquiry uh, and teaching history and passing, transmitting our cultural heritage. But what's happened is there's, you know, there, there's not a belief in truth. You heard the president of Harvard talking about my truth. And, uh, and then there's uh, a hatred of our heritage, uh, the West in the United States. And so students come out, they graduate, they come out hating their past and despising their present and despairing of their future. And again, not all universities are that way, but so many of them are tending in that direction. The CCU puts out a very different product. You know, we, we want our students to have a deep appreciation, a realistic appreciation of our past. Um, we want them to be not victim ment- mentality, but responsible students who have uh, a hope that animates them to throw their hat in the arena and make a difference. I'm curious, uh, you, you know, again, you guys were one of the first to come out and and say we support we support Israel here, but it wasn't just a matter of of saying that. I mean, you guys were actually physically doing things as, as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we held this is two weeks ago. We actually held a a night for Israel at Colorado Christian University. We called together Jewish leaders from all over Colorado and uh, Christian leaders, and we um, we talked about how we support Israel, and then we raised get this. We raised over a million dollars for a relief agency in wow. Israel, United Hatzalah, which is emergency medical rapid response for anybody who needs it. And uh, we raised over a million dollars. So I was just thrilled that, that people put their, their money where their mouth is. It wasn't just words, uh, but they actually did something very positive, and we built a lot of friendships. So I, I'm curious to, to get your take on this, because I think there's something else that is not being talked about that needs to be talked about, because it's not just the, the Jews that are coming under attack. I mean, for years, Christians have come under attack on these university campuses as well. I, I've written a number of books about this, um, and, and yet there was not the massive outpouring of media support or anything else. Uh, and even now, people are not even trying to c- connect the two. Is there a connection that can be made between the hatred of the Jewish students and the hatred of the Christian students? Yes, absolutely. You're spot on. Uh, uh, I mean, historically, you see this. Is when when the Nazis went after the Jews, they went after the Christians after a while. And you remember the Martin Niemöller great quotation. He was a pastor in Germany. He said, first they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the gypsies. I didn't speak out. I wasn't a gypsy. They came for the Jews. I didn't speak out. I wasn't a Jew. When they came for the Christians, there was no one left to speak up. So historically, there is there is a link, and and I think you know the anti-Semitism we're seeing is a very important uh, uh, tripwire that Christians we should speak up to the Jews 
alone. I mean, it, this is not a self-interest thing, but we should realize that not far behind that is a deep animus towards Christianity. It's an animus towards the Judeo-Christian worldview. And I, I don't think a lot of people make the connection, but this ideology is as hostile to Christianity as it is to Judaism. All right. Well, it's it's a terrific piece you wrote over at Fox, and uh, folks, I would encourage you to go and read the piece. There's at least one university that stands with Israel, uh, written by Dr. Donald Sweeting, and you can read that. You can also go to his website, donsweeting.com, rather, donsweeting.com, and we have a direct link on our live show blog. Uh, Dr. Sweeting, love what you guys are doing there at Colorado Christian. Very exciting uh, campus, and uh, things are happening there, and we love it. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, of course, our ultimate hope is in Jesus Christ, and we think the Christian worldview is a, leads to a lot more better fruit than any kind of Marxism that's being dished out in higher education. Well said. All right. Uh, we're going to get you back on uh, soon, uh, Dr. Sweeting, and uh, we hope you and your family have a great and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Todd. Blessings. Uh, all right. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, wow. Colorado Christian University, and I, I love the I love the worldview perspective of this of this school, and and I'm glad to hear him affirming the the issue that it's not just Jewish people they're coming after, folks. That they're targeting the Christians too. That is that is a, a warning. That is the canary in the coal mine that we've got to pay attention to. All right, uh, we're going to take a break here. This is Open Line Friday, so you want to call in. Maybe you want to talk about another issue. Give us a call, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up a little bit later, uh, we're going to be checking in over at NORAD. They are already getting things ready to start tracking Santa Claus. Uh, And so you're going to want to get your kids to uh, gather around the radio around the 135 of the 35 minutes after the hour and uh, they'll be able to get an update on Santa Claus. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back everybody. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phone lines. Say hello to Jim in Union Grove listening to us on WSIC today. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Tyler, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a very blessed New Year. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. You take very good care. I enjoy listening to you. Well, well, Jim, well, thank you uh, for those kind words. And uh, the same to you and your family and all the peop- the good people in Union Grove, North Carolina. Thank you for that. Uh, let's go to um, OG our resident old geezer who's uh, listening to us in North Carolina on WTKF, the talk station out there on the coast. Hi, OG. What's going on? Good day to you, sir. And by the way, first of all, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all. Um, I want to make make one comment. Um, The conservatives in the nation have got about an eight-and-a-half to nine-month window to be effective. Number one, Rhino, Rhino, Romney, McDaniel needs to go. That's the first thing. Number two, I had the blessed uh, opportunity to teach my new, newest daughter-in-law how to pass a civics exam and become a citizen of the United States. Is that right? Born in Brazil. Yep. Uh, born in Brazil. Um, uh, 
married my youngest, super match, uh, very, very smart young lady, um, would, you know, would work 29 hours a day if it existed that way. However, the problem is with the United States of America education system is that we have to have an opportunity to reach all of the individuals who are disgusted with the last three and a half point years or whatever and make sure that they understand that, uh, you know, this is really, you know, crisis time. It really is. And they've got to understand that the only way to put this country back on track to make sure that we wind up with another four years of no conflict, reasonable prices, and everyone is kind to each other. It's got to be done through education as to how this country got started. Yes, sir. Read the Federalist Papers. Oh, gee, it is, and and you're leading the way here, and and you are leading by example. And it, it, I wrote about this in my my last book, Culture Jihad. We have to. It's incumbent upon every family in America to teach the next generation of their family why America is so great, and and that goes. Back. We cannot rely on our public schools to do this. We've got to embrace that that ourselves. And uh, maybe it's a great opportunity for grandmas and grandpas spending a little bit more time with the grandkids and using that as an opportunity, OG, uh, to, 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 as you just did, you know, help the next generation of freedom fighters understand why we ought to fight for freedom. With, with, with some of the liberals in the family, by cracky, it's not an easy deal. <laughs> I can imagine. I I but can imagine. I think we're all conservative in this terms. We just try to be gentle and say, you know what? There's got to be an alternative. So that's the bottom line. Well said. Okay. All right. OG, OG, shut, OG shutting up. O- God bless. OG, God bless you, and uh, we appreciate you. Merry Christmas. What a great guy out there. I think we have OGs in other parts of the country, too, but he's our official North Carolina OG. All right, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. May we talk about what's going on at Eau Claire in uh, Wisconsin, the university there. A worker, her name is Rochelle Hoffman. She was a senior academic advising coordinator, and she got fired, or she was demoted. She wasn't fired, she was demoted. Want to know what she did? Oh, this is horrible. This is terrible. One of those egregious things. I'm surprised she was able to keep her job. According to the federal lawsuit that's been filed, she was demoted because she is of the Caucasian persuasion. She, no, I'm not making this up. She was fired from her position because she was white. Uh, The lawsuit says that um, it was exclusively Hoffman's identity as white that was the issue Criticism was about her race and color, not her qualifications. Wow. So anyway, she was um, she was named the interim director of the campus's multicultural student services office, and apparently at the university, that position is not available uh, to um, uh, dare I say honkies. Can't do it. Should have got look. I, I I feel for this woman, and I hope she does well. I think she should have a pretty good case here. I think she should have a good case. Uh, but one of the um, one of the vice chancellors said they didn't want a white woman overseeing spaces intended to serve <laughs> students of color. 
At least the university's honest about it. If I, if I were her, I would head to a tanning salon and self-identify. We'll be right back. All right. Happy birthday to Florence Hackman of Loveland, Ohio. Florence turning 105 years old. Good for you. She's doing great living. She she uh, hangs out at the assisted living community, and uh, she gets around pretty good. She loves Fireball. She's a big whiskey fan. And so to mark her 105th birthday, according to the reporting of Fox News, and I'm not too sure about this, but according to Fox, she downed 105 whiskey shooters. Is she still alive? That's well, no, she's pickled. I, they say after after downing all of the whiskey shots that she was the life of the party. I bet she was. She's a Lou. Anyway, um, she says that uh, she's she's also a big uh, Cincinnati Bengals fan, and uh, she spent the she spent her birthday the other day. Uh, drinking fireball and watching the Bengals play. So good. Whatever gets you through the day. So uh, there you go. Happy birthday to you. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. You know, a lot of boys and girls getting ready. They're on their best behavior, moms and dads. And you know why? Because Santa Claus is coming to town. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we are honored to have with us Master Sergeant Benjamin Wiseman uh, from the U.S. Air Force Base. Uh, and uh, we're very excited because we understand NORAD Santa has been activated. That is correct, sir. Um, so we've actually started building our call center, getting everything prepped because Sunday's coming fast. And, uh, you know, NORAD, our additional mission that we have every year on December 24th is tracking Santa for uh, millions around the globe. This is a, well, it's a huge job you guys have. And uh, I know a lot of boys and girls around the country are counting on you guys. Absolutely, you know, just just last year, um, you know, the the reach for Norad Track Center hit four billion people across the globe. Uh, we answered roughly over a quarter million calls last year. A quarter is that right? So now, so children can call in. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, children can call in. Um, so to you know to reach us, it's one eight seven seven high Norad, or it's one eight seven seven four four six six seven two three. We also uh, show where. Uh, Santa is with uh, you know Norad www.noradsanta.org, which actually gives a live update by the minute of where Santa is around the globe. I think this is fascinating, and uh, you guys must I, do you monitor the traffic during the the Christmas season? Kids logging on. Uh, we absolutely do. You know, every year um, we uh, we track how many people call in. And a uh, fun fact is that we actually have nine languages available when people call in from around the globe that we can actually answer in different languages and, and help them know where Santa is. Oh, wow. that's 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 pretty clever. Um, I, I'm curious how all this got started, because like you said, you've been doing this for a very long time over at NORAD. That's correct. Um, so we've been tracking Santa for about 68 years now. Um, have, it started back in uh, 1955 with an accidental phone call to our, our NORAD call, and the uh, colonel realized there was a misprint. And so he just answered the, the call, you know, and let him know where Santa was. And from then on, we've just kind of carried tradi- that tradition for 68 years now. I think this is terrific. And now, is this an all-volunteer effort? Uh, do folks or, you know, how does all of that work? 
So here in the call center and uh, virtually, we have about um, we have over a thousand volunteers that uh, that answer calls. We also have contributors and others. Um, a lot of donated time and just people go into you know making this a mission a success. I think this is terrific. I'm on the website now, and the and the elves are having a good time skating and doing whatnot. Um, and of course, uh, the big day coming up on on Christmas Eve. Now, you also I didn't realize this, but you guys are high tech. You actually have an app now. We absolutely do. You know, people can get on our app and follow. But we also have uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and X. Uh, you just look in, look up NORAD Track Santa. Um, and you, even if you're at your house you, and you have Amazon, you can ask Alexa, where is Santa? And it will tell you where Santa is. Get out of here. Really? Even Alexa? Yep. Oh, this is yep, very that's, cool. That's right. I, I love this. Uh, folks, it's, it's a lot of fun, and the kids have to love it. And, Benjamin, I have to imagine – uh, that all of our great, brave military personnel must have a blast doing this. It is, uh, I have to tell you, it's one of the greatest missions uh, that, that people get excited for every year. As as we get closer to Christmas here in the commands, because the NORAD and U.S. Northcom are co-located at the headquarters here, all the all the personnel that support it, uh, we start getting excited. And it is very busy, you know, it's frantic, but, you know, answering those phone calls for those kids and adults around the world, because we have adults call in too, um, it really, you know, puts in perspective, you know, for us to be able to show what NORAD does, because we do this mission 24-7. 365. We monitor and defend the U.S., but, you know, we do add that one extra mission of tracking Santa, and uh, they just love it. I I think it's fantastic, and of course, um, the rest of the time, and even while you're still tracking Santa, uh, NORAD is doing some very important work to keep all of us safe. Uh, Give our listeners an idea of what you guys do on a daily basis over at NORAD. So, you know, for NORAD, uh, defending North America is a number one priority. Uh, It's what we do day in and day out. Every single day, every single day, uh, we are monitoring uh, and protecting the North America from you know any kind of aggression. But you know, and and that's what we take a lot of pride into. Um, it is a binational command charged with aerospace warning, control, and maritime warning. Okay, and I get this question a lot. People always say, "How much is this costing us?" You know, you know how the Grinches are. Uh, th- you've got some good news here because it's not costing taxpayers anything. That's correct. You know, a lot of this stuff is contributed. We have volunteers and contributions that it's it's very minimal. Awesome. All right. Well, look, we're going to let you get back to it, Master Sergeant. Uh, We appreciate the great work you guys do keeping us safe every day. And I just think it's pretty awesome what you guys are doing with NORAD Santa. All right, I appreciate your time, and uh, you know, hopefully, y'all, lo- your listeners will log in and and stay tuned because you know Santa's coming your way. I love it. All right, thank you very much, Master Sergeant Benjamin Wiseman over at uh, Santa NORAD or NORAD Santa, and uh, folks, you can go to noradsanta.org. That's noradsanta.org, and you can track Santa Claus. They actually have like a, music and everything. It's a it's a pretty highfalutin operation. Is it just me, or is that the coolest last name for a Master Sergeant? in charge of norad i just wise man it's you know anyway uh look uh so again uh, folks go over there and the best part about it this is all volunteer they have all these corporate sponsors so they're picking up the tab it's not costing the taxpayers anything and it's a little bit of christmas fun uh so get the kids over to norad santa i'm not i don't have alexa in the house i just feel it it's weird right I don't know. I, I just, so anyway, I don't want to be asking some sort of a generic voice, you know, where's Santa right now? Uh, you folks in Memphis, I, it, there, I have not been able to confirm rumors, and I guess I should have asked NORAD 
um, whether or not Santa was going to be having like a steel plated sleigh and was he going to be wearing Kevlar? I don't know, but uh, Santa's pretty good though. He's he can move around. He can dodge the bullets. Good, good for you, Santa. All right, got to take a break here. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stern Radio Show. Great to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, folks, one of the things that uh, we have been very concerned about is the is the the lack of concern over where we get all of our all of our medicine in this country, and it is a big deal and one we need to be talking about because heaven forbid something happens in this country, a good chunk of the medicines that we rely on we rely on come from other countries and that ought to be a problem a disturbing problem for for all of us and that's one of the reasons why i'm such a big fan of the wellness company uh, they're doing an incredible job with their emergency wellness kits and i want to encourage you to get one of those again uh, the wellness company um, twc.health/starns that's twc.health/starns and you'll be able to get yourself an emergency wellness kit i have two and I love them. Haven't had to use them yet, but you know what? They're there in the event I do need them. And I want to encourage you to go and check that out as well. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we're honored to have with us uh, from the wellness company, Dr. William Mackis, uh, who is also the chief of nuclear medicine and oncology. Doctor, hope you're doing well today. Yes, thank you very much for having me. You know, we are um, concerned, I, at least I am, about the vast majority of our prescription drugs and where those drugs are manufactured. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, a lot of our drugs are manufactured in China, and so we have we have a, a reliance on, on China that we shouldn't have. And, um, you know, that can cause problems. That can, that can cause shortages um, of drugs uh, when we need them. So we, I think it was President Trump who brought this to everyone's attention in the early days of the pandemic. You know, I think most people just assumed those those drugs were being manufactured right here in the, in the U.S. of A. Uh, I'm curious how important it is for, and how you know how important do you think it is for our listeners to have these emergency medical kits from the wellness company? You know, I think I think it's very important because um, you know. There is um, any kind of emergency. What uh, you see is that um, supply just disappear, and um, so if if you need any kind of, for example, antibiotics, um, and there is and, and there's a demand and there's an emergency, and then those disappear and you're stuck with nothing, you know, you could run into a potentially difficult situation. Uh, here in Canada, we had last year. We had uh, shortages of children's uh, Tylenol um, and Advil. These are, you know, just medications for fevers. And you couldn't buy them even if you wanted to. The shelves were completely bare. It was just like in a communist country. TWC.health slash Starnes is the website, folks. That's TWC.health slash Starnes. And use my promo code Starnes and you will get a great discount on your own emergency medical kit. You know, Doctor, um, of late, uh, there's been a lot of talk in the news about white lung pneumonia. 
Uh, first of all, if you could just fill us in on what that actually is and whether or not we should be concerned as, as Americans about this. White lung pneumonia is a uh, mycoplasma pneumonia. It's a bacterial pneumonia. It's nothing new. It's not a novel uh, pathogen. Um, you know, I think the media is used it to hype up fear uh, because the COVID vaccine uptake is so low. Nobody wants the COVID vaccines uh, anymore. A lot of people have had vaccine injuries, and a lot of people have had very bad side effects from the vaccine, and so now we're being scared with all kinds of things. Uh, you know, new COVID variants, uh, this, you know, white lung pneumonia out of China, but it's nothing, uh, it's nothing new. It's nothing that can't be treated uh, with antibiotics. Uh, I honestly think it's just to, to uh, stir up fear again. You know, one of the things that maybe we ought to be concerned about and asking questions about, why are so many perfectly healthy young people collapsing on TV at sporting events? A lot of them are, are dying. Uh, I don't recall that happening in mass uh, in, in any other time in, in American history, doctor. Yes, well, you know, it, it's um, we've never mass vaccinated a population with uh, with an experimental vaccine where the long term effects have not been studied, and so these uh, these COVID vaccines um, were rushed to market. Uh, they were they had no long term studies done by Pfizer or Moderna, and. Um, a lot of young people have had uh, severe reactions from the vaccines. They've had damage to their heart. Um, and a lot, a lot of this damage is silent. People don't know that they're walking around with damaged hearts or inflamed hearts. And then it manifests itself when, you know, you do some exercise and suddenly you collapse and uh, you have a cardiac event. A lot of people have been sending us questions about masking. I was in North Carolina a few days ago at the airport. It seemed like every other person was was masking up. Um, does this make any sense to you at all? No, you know, the masks never worked in terms of um, preventing the spread of a respiratory virus. Um, it was even Fauci said that uh, masks, you know, they just make you maybe feel good, but they don't actually prevent the spread of, uh, you know, respiratory illness. So it, it was used as a propaganda tool, and I think it's used as a tool of fear. Um, here in Canada, the authorities are trying to force uh, people to wear masks in hospitals again, and uh, it's just being used as a tool to stir up fear so that they could get people to go and, and get their COVID vaccines again. But for the most part, you know, I mean, people are trying to, you know, some people do get scared, um, but it's not working in terms of driving the vaccination that they want. Well, I, I was wondering about that, and I, I was, I'm with you. Uh, it's just, it's a head scratcher. And you know, especially when you look at, it seems to me more people are getting sick and and keeling over as a result of getting the vaccine as opposed to uh, talking about COVID. Yes, uh, exactly. And the other issue is, is that, um, you know, they will tell us, well, people keep getting sick, people keep getting sick. Well, most of the people who took the vaccines are getting sick uh, all the time. And the reason is, is because, 
the vaccines have been shown to actually damage people's immune systems. The Cleveland Clinic study of 50,000 healthcare workers showed that the more vaccines, the more COVID vaccines you take, actually the more likely you are to get infected with COVID-19. So it does something to your immune system that um, is not good. It damages your immune system. You're more likely to get sick. And I think that's what we're seeing now is that you know, we're seeing people with compromised immune systems just getting sick more and more frequently. All right. Well, doctor, we appreciate you coming on the show today and answering uh, those questions. I know so many of our listeners very curious about that. And of course, folks, we want to encourage you uh, to get yourself one of these medical emergency kits. Be prepared uh, just in case you never know what's going to happen. TWC.health slash starts. That's TWC.health slash starts. And use my promo code STARNS, and you're going to get some great discounts on that medical emergency kit. Doctor, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. All right. That is Dr. William Mackis from The Wellness Company. He is Chief of Nuclear Medicine and Oncology. Um, So, again, uh, they have some of the top medical professionals in the nation, uh, in the country, uh, working on these issues just for us. And I greatly appreciate that. All right, coming up, folks, in the next hour, we've got some new polling data coming out of of New Hampshire, and it looks like Nikki Haley is now surging. How do you feel about Nikki Haley as a vice presidential running mate for Donald Trump? There's a, now, there's a lot of scuttlebutt, and it is growing scuttlebutt, that Nikki Haley could have the inside shot at being Donald Trump's vice presidential nominee. What say you? Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We're going to be talking about that story as well as uh, some other crazy culture war news. Um, And we're going to be doing some Christmas trivia in the next hour, an opportunity for you to win some great prizes, uh, compliments of the Todd Stearns Radio Show. In the meantime, folks, we want to invite you to check out our ToddStearns.com store. We have some great, great products for you there, including every single one of my books, along with some great T-shirts. The I'm Politically Incorrect T-shirt is a huge, huge seller for us, along with our Blessed Not Bitter Coffee mug. So, again, you can access all of that over at ToddStearns.com. Hang tight, everybody. Hour three of The Big Show coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very happy to have you with us today. A lot going on this hour of the program. Of course, we're going to be talking uh, Christmas trivia in just a little while. But uh, first, I I want to bring to your attention an item from, from Charlie Kirk over at uh, TPUSA. Uh, Charlie is uh, really upset with Fox News Channel uh, because he said they have not been supporting his big events. 
and they host these big, extravagant, conservative-centric events. Really not – I are they conservative or more libertarian? I, I, I think an argument could be made either way. Anyway, uh, Charlie has now disinvited uh, Fox News personalities from being a part of, of his events. Cut number seven. So, so what was the thinking there that you're going to target not just the yeah. who's senators, which is no disrespect, but you're talking well, look, I mean, it's it doesn't. I'm going to kind of not break some news, but yeah. what's missing? We don't have a single person from Fox here. Yes, right. And in years past, I we gave you the opportunity just now. I was hoping you'd say, yeah. And I, I'm being nice. I, I love yeah. Fox. They've been very good to me. Sure. I hope we can heal our relationship because for whatever reason, it's gone off the reservation since Tucker's departure. Yeah. I haven't been on, so it's not exactly you know. Yeah. You just look at. Right. You can just look at Grabian, no Charlie Kirk for nine months, right? Yeah. And so we had to kind of do an event without Fox, yeah. and that was a great thing, man, because yeah. sometimes uh, sometimes desperation is the mother of innovation, right? Yes. So we kind of grew accustomed to love him, Jesse Waters, love him, Greg Gutfeld, but that wasn't a thing. We couldn't do it. They're not allowed to be here, right? All right, so, th- so there you have it, uh, Charlie Kirk saying that he has banished the uh, Fox News personalities from from his events. And I look, I don't necessarily have a problem with this. Uh, look, if if Fox is is going to ban Charlie, he's got every right to ban Fox News, right? They're the ones who started all of this nonsense. By the way, Fox uh, back when I was there, my final months there, uh, Fox refused to let me go on some of the primetime programs to to talk about my new book. Uh, it was a complete break with a protocol and the way things have been done in the past. But the reality is there were new people in charge at Fox and they did not like my take on the political issues um, and my viewpoints of the day. And that's well within their rights as a news organization to do that. But when you look at what's happening at at Newsmax, for example, and the incredible things that are happening at Newsmax, uh, you understand that people are are, are making a switch, and they're switching over to Newsmax. And the reason why they're switching over to Newsmax is very simple, because Newsmax provides fair and balanced coverage of the, the big stories of the day. And uh, my hat is off to, um, to those folks over at Newsmax. By the way, welcome to all of our Newsmax 2 viewers um, who are um, joining us today on the Newsmax 2 platform as we simulcast the final hour of this radio program. So um, I, I, moving on from Charlie Kirk, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on what Charlie had to say here. Um, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Then you have Congressman Tim Burchett, who is alleging that some conservative government leaders, elected representatives, are being blackmailed. Cut number eight. Uh, Congressman, you represent the state of Tennessee. Marsha Blackburn has been completely blackballed in the Senate for asking for these flight logs to be released and for this client list to be released. It seems like now you are fighting with her uh, in the House. Why the protection mechanism? And more importantly, um, you mentioned recently in an interview that there may be some members of Congress who are personally compromised by this and they don't want the truth to get out. Can you expound on that? Yeah, 100%. You got powerful people and they write the big checks. Well, let's be honest. And powerful people in this country, they write the big checks. And they, you know, they're the ones out on the tarmac when the president comes and visits and, and whichever party they're in. They always either out on the tarmac or in the private room. They're the ones that write the big checks. 
they don't care who's in. They hate this country. They hate what we're about, but they love their portfolios and they love their money more than they do anything else. And they protect it and they protect the people that that do that. And by doing so, you know, the old honeypot, the Russians do that. And I'm sure members of Congress have been caught up. Why in the world would would good conservatives vote for crazy stuff like what we've been seeing out of Congress? It's how it works. You're visiting, you're out of the country or out of town or you're in a motel or bar at in D.C. and some whatever you're you're into, women or men or whatever comes up and they're very attractive and they're laughing at your jokes and and they and you're buying them a drink. Next thing you know, you're in the motel room with them naked. And next thing you know, you know you're about to make a key vote. And what happens? Some well-dressed person comes up and whispers in your ear, "Hey, man, there's tapes out on you. Were you in a motel room on whatever with whoever?" And then you're like, uh-oh, and said, you really ought not be voting for this thing. I mean, you know, and what do they do? It's human nature. And, um, you know, no man or no woman actually is an island, and they know what to get at. You know, if it's women, drugs, booze, it'll find you in D.C. and in most elected offices. And that's what people of power and influence do. And it's just, you know, I've been in this game my whole life. I spent 16 years in the state legislature in Tennessee and eight years as county mayor and now I'm in my fifth year of Congress, but it, it's just it, it, the stakes are higher, but the but the game is still the same. All right. So a, a couple of things here. I'm not terribly surprised this is going on, but if you're going to come out here and, and say, yeah, uh, we've got conservatives that are being blackmailed, we need to know who those people are. The, 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 we're not in fun and games time anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a fight for the heart and the soul of this nation. And if there are, in fact, lawmakers who have been compromised, we need to know who those individuals are. And maybe, just maybe, we can have a pretty good guess by the way they have been voting on some of these big culture war and political issues of the day. But, I I mean, look, we've had Congressman Burchett on this program many times before, and we'll have him back on. And we're going to ask him when he comes on. I'm going to ask him to name names. Otherwise, what's the point of mentioning it? Why would you share this information? Because you do know who these people are. So I say, let's start naming names. What say you? 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Senator Rand Paul has released his annual Festivus report on uh, government waste. Does this every year. Pretty fascinating. Uh, This year, by the way, uh, Senator Paul and his team discovered more than $900 million in government waste, ladies and gentlemen. Some of the highlights of the Festivus report include a $2.7 million grant to study Russian cats walking on a treadmill. What about American cats? Are we not concerned with American pussycats, ladies and gentlemen? Also, uh, they spent millions of dollars to study the number of people who used Barbie dolls as a proof of ID for for receiving a COVID paycheck. Wow. The Department of Defense um, ruined over $169 million worth of military equipment just by leaving it outside. What do we tell these kids? Dads, what do you tell your son? Son, 
Don't leave your skateboard outside. Don't leave your don't leave your bicycle outside, son. Do we not have that kind of common sense in the military? We have a garage. Park the tank in the garage. I'm just asking. Also, uh, the United States Agency for International Development spent $6 million to promote tourism in Egypt. And they also gave struggling musicians over $200 million. So the next time you're down at, I don't know, the Holiday Inn, and they have a performance in the lounge, that lounge lizard is probably getting a paycheck from the government. By the way, uh, they actually named some of these struggling musical artists who got the $200 million. Among them, Chris Brown, Post Malone, and Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne getting some big bucks courtesy of the American taxpayers. All right, thank you, Senator Paul, for that. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines here. Adam in Texas watching us on Newsmax today. Hi, Adam. What's on your mind? Uh, how you doing, Todd? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm just answering your question on as far as they should release the names, but I mean, what is it going to accomplish? There's, uh, you got everybody that's, you know, the Department of Justice ain't doing anything. They're obviously on the take. You got everywhere you look, everything you do, it doesn't, it doesn't get anywhere, but I really think they should give names and or should they wait till somebody else comes in because they really it, that's that's the only way you can see what's going on with these people voting so idiotically you know uh, there's no other way to, to to make sense of it that they vote for these things and they know they should but uh, like but they should also have why don't we have resumes or report cards for guys when you go and you vote the way they do for us when you go apply for a job you well know, Anna, we look, this is a this is a fair question you bring up um look for me it's not necessarily whether things have been done criminally wrong wrongdoing i don't i don't think that's the issue for me it's a matter of who these people really are their their morals and whether or not they have morals and i get it they're politicians and most of them don't have morals uh but i think we need to know if you know congressman so and so who's professing to be a good church going man uh, has a little sidewalk sally on the side oh yeah yeah, obviously it, it it has to get out there for something to get done about it to get cleaned up. Of course, yeah, I, I totally agree. But how come we don't also get when you go and you vote? Why isn't there like a report card or a resume or what they voted for, the bills they voted for right before you vote for them? People go in the blind; they just follow people. They're like sheep. They don't even do their homework. They just go and they follow the pattern of a friend or you know their family's been voting Democrat all their life, and that's what they do. You know, how, yeah. how, what could we do to get something like that, you know, so the people could actually know who they're voting for? It's it's a terrific question, Adam, and uh, and a great idea. Appreciate your call, and thank you for listening. I'm scrolling through the Festivus report here, and uh, this is some shocking data. According to uh, Senator Paul, the National Institutes of Health, um, they, have been, they have been giving lab monkeys meth. And I'm sure it's, look, I'm sure it's a horrible job. And if you're a monkey and you your day job is to work at, say, for example, the University of Mississippi Medical Center, um, and and you're being, you know, you're being, I guess, uh, sent through the rigmaroles every day, you're going to want to have something to kind of take the edge off. But according to Senator Paul, researchers at the University of Mississippi gave lab monkeys meth in the morning and then tracked the monkey's sleep habits through implanted wire leads. The wires were inserted into the head and to the eye orbit, exiting the eye orbit from underneath the upper eyelid. Oh, my God. Uh, what is wrong with these people at the University of Mississippi? 
Did anybody anybody watch Planet of the Apes? Anybody? You know how it all started and what happened. How did it all end? I'm just telling you, this is terrible. So there you go. That would be Ole Miss, by the way. So Ole Miss now feeding monkeys meth. What happens if one of the meth head monkeys gets away? What kind of chaos is that going to cause on the streets of Memphis, Tennessee? Let's go to California. Steve is watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind? Uh, There's a lot of things on my mind, but the topic of the day, I guess, is the politicians. Um, They should go back to the original politicians to where you had successful businessmen and farmers that went up there just to take care of their problems for a couple of months. Politicians today are up there just to get rich. How many are millionaires now and don't give a hoot about what's going on in their state? I mean, that's just really one of the things about this country that's really bothering me right now. Yeah, Steve, it's a it's a fair point, and that has always been a great source of interest for me, how these people who many of them arrived in Washington, D.C., they could barely pay their bills, and all of a sudden, almost overnight, they become multimillionaires. I've always had a problem with that. And you know, look, we all know what's going on. And the reason, <laughs> yeah. and the reason why, Steve, they're not going to do anything about it is because everybody's getting some sort of a payback up there. I mean, that's just the way Washington works. Steve, appreciate that call, and I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. All right, as promised, uh, folks, we've got some trivia to uh, share with you, a chance for you to win some great prizes, courtesy of the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Here is the question, and you just need to call in with the right answer. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters headed to when they leave Kevin behind? Well, that was a sad part of the story. I always wondered why somebody didn't call in Child Protective Services, right? I mean, they, they left the child behind. Well, if you know the answer, give us a call, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Wow. All right. There you go. Want to play some audio here. This is Melanie Yazzie. Miss Mazzie is a professor at a Minnesota liberal arts college, and she doesn't like all of you people who call yourselves Americans. Cut number six. Hearing people on social media saying like, oh, land back, like genocide. Does this mean genocide? No, but land back is, is going to happen. That's going to happen, the indigenous perspective in Turtle Island and how we understand what is also happening in Palestine. And what we really want you to take away tonight is, as Anthony said, we're in the belly of the beast, right? We're all indigenous people who come from nations that are under occupation by the United States government. And of course, the U.S. bankrolls on the Israeli occupation of Palestinian land. They're one and the same, really. And so it's our responsibility as people who are within the United States to go as hard as possible to decolonize this place because that will reverberate all across the world because the U.S. is the greatest predator empire that has ever existed. So there you have it. Um, What you might be surprised to know, ladies and gentlemen, is Professor Yazzie is not the only person in higher education who feels that way, who believes that. As a matter of fact, it is a common thought among university and college professors 
that America in its current iteration is evil and that we need to return all of the land to the good, peaceful Indian people, the ones who are actually slaughtering other tribes and scalping them and beheading them and doing horrible and committing horrible atrocities. That's that's truly what these university professors are, are wanting to do here. And it's it's unbelievable, but this is the reality. And this is part of that that colonization that Barack Obama wrote about so many years ago. And his father was of the same ilk. His father in Kenya despised the British for colonizing that country. And I suspect that the apple did not far fall far fall far from the tree. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. Terry in New York. Hi, Terry. How are you? Yes, sir. Doing well. Thank you. All right. Let's try to win you a prize here. And Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Goodness. I thought it was New York. Oh, no. I am no. I am so sorry, Terry, but uh, good thought. Good thought. Um, good try. Let's. You, you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll go to Nicole. And maybe Nicole will have the answer for us. All right, folks, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Let's go to the phone lines. Nicole is hanging out with us on our great affiliate, WSIC in North Carolina. Hi, Nicole. How are you today? Todd, this is Patty's daughter, Nicole, from WSIC. How are you? Well, hi, Nicole. I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Mom's at the doctor's, and she wanted me to tell you that she wants to you to have a great Christmas, you, Vin, everybody. She, she's not doing too good right now, Todd. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, Patty is one of our favorites. So she's been a long time, uh, listener to the oh, program. She's a big Trump supporter. My mother's nuts. I live with her. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> she's really nuts. Come on, Nicole. My mother is like Trump. You talk about Trump derangement syndrome. She's got it in a good way, though. <laughs> well, that's good. You sound just like her, by the way. It took me back. It took yeah, me a second. Well, I'm 41. We're both from New Jersey, so you know how that goes. I don't. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have picked up that accent, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I have the answer: is Paris, France. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I have to give the question first to make it official. But in Home Alone. Oh. Where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? And Nicole, yes, what's the Paris answer? France. Paris, France is correct. Yes. All right. Wow. There you go. Uh, Nicole. Well, that was so much My mom not be in here, and I answered the question for her. You did well. Tell your mom that you did well. Your first time on the show, and you you knocked it out of the ballpark. I like to knock a few things out of the ballpark. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> Nicole, you hang in there. Tell your mom we, we wish her nothing but the best. 
and uh, Merry Christmas, and we look forward to hearing both of you guys back on the radio soon. She loves you, Grace, Vin, uh, everybody. She loves Merlot, even. She loves Merlot. Oh, yeah, everybody loves Merlot. Yeah, the Dalmatian, absolutely. All right, Nicole, God bless you, and uh, hang tight, and uh, we're going to get all of your uh, information there. All right, uh, good job, good job, Nicole. Question number one, we have question number two. I told you we got trivia, Christmas trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Three of Santa's reindeer. They have names that begin with the letter D. Can you name the three reindeer whose name begins with the letter D? Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. That's actually a great trivia question. The three reindeer whose names begin with the letter D. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. All right, um, Vivek Ramaswamy is back on the uh, campaign trail, and he says that he would do a better job of standing for moral values than Donald Trump would. Cut number three. Well, if, you, if you voted for Trump because he was a Christian, then then I understand. But if you voted for Trump because you thought he'd be a good president. Well, we, we felt like he was a sacrifice that God, mm-hmm. like you said, could work through anyone. So... I believe God is. I believe God works through each of us, and I believe we're doing our part. I think it may be a little different from Trump, and I want to. I don't mince words, and candor is my strength and weakness. But I think I will stand for those values with more moral authority. I guess I would say. I, I want you to be able to look. Are these your kids? I got, I mean, I'm a father of two sons, too, and we raise them the same way. I want you to be able to look them in the eye and tell them that I want you to grow up and be like him. And I want you to be able to say that in good conscience without having to wince or hedge or stutter as you say it. And I hold me to a higher standard than you held Trump. That's what I'll say. All right. Do you think, do you think that's true? Do you think Vivek Ramaswamy would do a better job of standing up for moral values than, than Donald Trump would? I don't know about that. I don't know. But I do know this. I do know this, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to get President Trump into some of the urban city areas in this country. I would love for President Trump to come to Memphis, Tennessee, and work alongside the the black community here as they fight against crime. I would love to see President Trump go to Chicago and and hold a rally in the on the south side of Chicago blasting the mayor and the liberal Democrats for sending all of these illegal aliens into the black community. And I've been talking about this for a very long time now, that the Republicans are missing an opportunity. This is a a great opportunity for the Republicans to get out there and recruit new voters. And we're just letting it slip right out of our hands. People are enraged about what's happening in places like Chicago. Cut number five. Anti-immigrants, illegal, call ice, send them all back, waiting across the Rio Grande and and don't uh, obey our immigration and naturalization laws. And to see another group come over here, it's disgraceful. It is un-American. And these rules that you have, the rules, who made these rules? When did the ultimate... Vote for these rules. When did the people have time to 
to participate in making these rules. And one of you all came over to me, Mr. Blakemore, we got little children. What about the black children in the ghetto? We got to make a future for them. These others will move them out. Move us out and then come in to compete with jobs, goods, and contracts and service. A historian Carl Allison say that they have a negative effect on the black community. I'm strictly advocating for black people and call ice on them. Trump, come in here. Clean this mess up. The most corrupt city in the United States is the city of Chicago. There you go. This was an elderly black man. And he is just enraged. Speaking at a city council meeting, by the way, they cut him off. Did you know that? As soon as he started talking about Trump, they, oh, we can't, whoa, 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 we can't, we can't be talking about Donald Trump. Can't have a black man talking about Donald Trump. But this is, again, folks, this is why Republicans need to be in those communities to let people know that there is hope and there is change. But that hope and change is not within the Democrat Party. That hope and change is within the Republican Party. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, though, that the Republicans have to be careful or they will just botch all of it. Uh, I was, um, I was uh, talking to a group of people that were starting a, a black Republican club, uh, and uh, a lot of excitement, about 100 people turned out for the first event. And a few weeks later, they called me, and they were like, um, yeah, we got some questions about Republicans. And I'm like, I bet you do. So the problem is they could see the fact that Republicans really don't want to fight or that Republicans are more concerned about cocktail parties or going down to the country club. And if that's the kind of Republican party we're going to portray to these people, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But if we're going to be the party of small business owners, if we're going to be the party um, of the American workers, if we're going to be the party that gets out there and says, we don't want a large government, we want small government, then yeah, we're going to win the day. Those are the winning issues. But we can't be pandering and we can't be behaving like these country club establishment Republicans. It doesn't work. All right, let's go to Connecticut. Jackie is watching us on Newsmax 2 today. Jackie, how are you? Very well, thank you. Wonderful. Well, I know you've called in to play trivia, and we do have a question on the table. Three of Santa's reindeers have names that begin with the letter D. Can you name the three reindeer? Uh, Dasha, Dancer, and Donna. Yeah, uh, Jackie, that's right. Congratulations. Good for you. Jackie, you are the winner, and so we're going to send you a signed copy of my latest book. It's called Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. So, you hang tight, Jackie, and uh, we're going to get you um, that prize lickety-split, as we say here in Tennessee. Hang tight. All right, as we go to break, it's a good opportunity to um, to toss out another trivia question. We need to know the name of George Bailey's guardian angel, and it's a wonderful life. The name of George Bailey's guardian angel, and it's a wonderful life. If you know the answer, give us a call. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. The name of George Bailey's guardian angel, and it's a wonderful life. We'll be right back. 
you seen the Charlie Brown Christmas? It's uh, that's one of my favorites. Every year at Christmas time, the Stearns family we got to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. And going back to 1965, there's a fascinating story um, around the origins of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, Charles Schultz, the uh, creator of, of Charlie Brown, was asked by CBS executives to put together a Christmas special. And um, at the time, this was what back in 1965, and a lot of the cartoons were just silly, right? And so Charles Schultz, when he agreed to do this, he said he wanted to create a Christmas cartoon for kids that would actually mean something, and it would be about the true spirit of, of Christmas. And um, one of the, the most inspirational to me, one of the most inspirational parts of the, the cartoon was this moment when Linus stepped out and um, delivered the, the true meaning of Christmas. And we're going to play this in just a second. But what I found, found fascinating about the, the story behind A Charlie Brown Christmas, this cartoon almost never made it to air because when the CBS executives saw the cartoon, they freaked out. They said, this is, this is nuts. Kids aren't going to watch this. There's no screaming or hollering. Nothing's exploding. There's this ugly little dead tree. There's um, all these kids. There are no professional voices. As a matter of fact, Charles Schultz wanted all of the children's roles to actually be performed by children, which was unheard of in, in cartoons in those days. Everybody thought this was going to be a complete failure. And the executives especially had a problem with the recitation of a Bible verse on national television. And they said, there's no way this is going to work. They said, the music is horrible. This Vince Guaraldi, this jazz music. They said, nobody's going to, nobody's going to want to watch this. This is horrible. Well, thank goodness that Charles Schultz held his ground. He stood his ground, as did the sponsor of the show, which happened to be the Coca-Cola Company. And they said, we like this. This is really weird, but it's weird in a good way, and it's different in a good way, and it actually sets a different tone and pace. But they especially took issue with this one moment in the cartoon. Let's listen. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And there you go. And that two minutes has now been considered to be one of the most poignant moments in all of 
cartoon animation. Isn't that amazing? Uh, now, look, after the after the, the special aired, CBS executives said, all right, that's it. We're done here. But it turned out that the Charlie Brown Christmas won a Peabody Award and went on to win an Emmy. And as they say, the rest is history. So it was all because Charles Schultz decided to create something that actually meant something. And um, it's a great story. So I hope the next time you go back and watch a Charlie Brown Christmas, remember that. By the way, an eight-year-old boy delivered those lines, the the character of of Linus. An eight-year-old child delivered those lines. It's a terrific story. All right, uh, let's go to the lines. They are full today. We're going to go to New Hampshire. Gregory is hanging out with us. Gregory, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Gregory, we're going to try to win you a prize here. Um, We're talking trivia, Christmas trivia, and we want to know the name of George Bailey's Guardian Angel, and it's a wonderful life. Who are we talking about? That would be Clarence Oddbody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Way to go, Gregory. Uh, What part of New Hampshire are you calling from? Dover, New Hampshire, on the seacoast. All right. Well, I know you've got a bunch of politicians wandering around your state, and I hope this makes it a little bit easier. Uh, we're going to send you a, a, a copy, a signed copy of my book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. So, Gregory, hang tight. The good news is it will translate well north of the Mason-Dixon line, so that's always a good thing. But congratulations, and Gregory, we appreciate you calling in today. Uh, folks, we are continuing the conversation in just a few moments on Newsmax 2. Um, our 3 o'clock show gets underway on TV. Uh, in the meantime, I uh, want to direct your attention to some new polling data that is just coming out of New Hampshire, where Nikki Haley is really beginning to surge. And according to the polling data that's coming out, according to the polling data, uh, it looks as though Nikki Haley is gaining ground on President Trump. Is it going to be enough? I don't believe so. By the way, this breaking news just in, and you're going to hear more about this in just a few moments, the Supreme Court has now rejected the special counsel's request for an expedited ruling on the Trump immunity case. You say, why is this important? All right, folks, listen up. This is why it's important. Because Jack Smith was wanting a verdict before the presidential election. That was part of the that was part of the big movement here was to make sure that Trump was found guilty, was convicted before the presidential election because they wanted Trump to spend uh, that campaign season in jail. That is not going to happen. The Supreme Court, this is breaking news. The Supreme Court court has declined to issue an expedited ruling on the Trump immunity case. They did not give an explanation. They did not provide a vote count. But that news just coming out, and that is great news for uh, President Trump and for the America First Patriot movement. So good for you guys. Uh, We'll be following the developments on this story. The news just now breaking. Uh, Be sure to check out Newsmax and Newsmax.com for up-to-the-minute information on this breaking news coming out of the Supreme Court. In the meantime, folks, we are going to call it a day here on the radio side want to wish you and your family an incredibly Merry Christmas. We're going to be back in the saddle after Christmas. I'll be with you all next week going into the new year. But for now, we are signing off from Memphis, Tennessee, saying don't forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. You folks have a great Friday, and whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend. Merry Christmas, America. 
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.